Playing those mind games, but he sums that one up with absolute perfection. So right now, now we do have to do the build-up for Reese Martin. I'm sorry, Reese. He's kicked 40 in a row. He hasn't missed a shot. I think it was against Castleford. It was 9th of July. He last missed a shot. It's a long time. Come on, Reese. You can get this, pal. An old Bulldogs teammate of mine. So at all those shots, he's now got his biggest to get his side to 18 all with 11 and a bit to go. An entire nation on his shoulders for this kick. Reese Martin, the moment. Bang it over, son. See what you can do. A couple of minutes in from touch. Martin with the kick. It is never in doubt. You'd want him kicking for your life. Reese Martin, 41 in a row. He wow. this one until next July. <laughs> what about that, Bossy? We have got a game on our hands here. We said pre-game, this could be the game of the groups. And it's living up to the hype. G'day everyone, welcome to episode 268 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson, that's Rob Cox. Two podcasts in the same day, Coxsmith. Yeah. There must be a World Cup happening, that's the only reason we're doing this. Kings of content, mate, we just keep pumping it out. Yes. Like you... all the good stuff, oh, pumping it out. All I'm hearing is, oh, I can't believe you did two episodes in a day for the second time. Mm. Are you guys really that bored? And it was like, yes, yes we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the World Cup uh, wrap for week one. It is good to have more footy around. And it's different footy, Cocksmith, isn't it? It is different footy, mate. Um, I enjoy it. I like it. It's a little freer. I mean, I've got to, I've got to take you to task over something that you did put on social media, though. You honestly think that the 2004 Roosters jerseys are better than every other World Cup jersey. The French jersey at this World Cup, until I saw the Tonga one last night, which was pretty good. I love it. I love the white. With, the white with the, the little uh, V of the uh, blue and With the red, white, red. and blue V. Yeah, I love it. I loved it. It's just a, it's a Roosters jersey from the early 2000s. No, nah, this is better than the Roosters jersey. This one, this, one, this one looked good. Okay. It was clean. It was clean, Cocksmith. That's why okay. I like it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, look, I do like the football. I'll tell you now. I like yeah. I like seeing – I know that we all kind of had a little moan and complain, and I'm still not totally over that, about some players going off and playing for, for minnow countries when mm. they were, probably would have been offered a spot with Australia. But it, it, in, in one way, in one respect, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool seeing Lachlan Ilias line up for, for oh, Greece, for example. Fantastic. Um, uh, Mitchell Moses had a had – a, Mighty game the other night, and you know, I don't, have, I don't say that yeah. very often about Mitchell. No, with you, 100%. But, uh, with the Lebanon team, he he grew another leg, he he played a great game. Uh, Adam Dwayhe, maybe not so much, no. but it's good for 58 um, minutes. I don't know what he did for the last right, time, too. 
right up until the 58th minute, he was good. And then he, <laughs> then I think he may have got under Grant Atkins's skin. And let me tell you, Grant Atkins has been uh, lambasted uh, all across. Uh, <laughs> lambasted or lambasted? Basted because because he sent him off. Well, I I say good on you, Grant Atkins. Yeah. I I think if a player starts to talk in a, an aggressive foul term or fa- a foul. Mm. Uh, demeaning way, he's got to go. He's he's got to show respect for the referee, and you're never going to win by by speaking to them like that. So, uh, silly move that I'm sure Adam will learn something from. But I'm I'm with I'm with you, mate. Rugby League World Cup. I'm a fan. It's a refreshing change from the same same we get from NRL week in week out. It really yep. is. And if you've watched, I've watched the best part of probably seventy five percent of the games and highlights of the others. And it's just it's a it's a style of footy that you can just move in and have a look at and move back out and enjoy it and not be hung up on the result and what it means for the end of the season. Even the teams that they probably need to win this first World Cup game and they probably can't make the quarters now. It doesn't matter. They're just playing the World Cup. They're stoked to be there. And it's mm. it's exhibited in the way that the games are being played. And there's a few things that come out of it that I really enjoy. And we saw, I'll give the results in a second, but the game this morning, uh, PNG and Tonga, just a really good test match game of rugby league. And there was an element to it that, that underscores what I'm talking about, how it's not the same old, same old NRL. In the first half, the ref gave, I think it was three penalties for clear obstructions as they happened. Right. And they didn't let the play go on and score tries or anything like that. He just said, no, no, you've, you've obstructed the player. You've run a decoy and he's taken the guy out and that's a penalty. And I'm thinking it's those elements that rugby league in Australia has killed us from a enjoying the moment point of view because we see these things happen week in, week out, and we just know that the referee is going to follow his process and let the ball get to the guy who's going to score the try and he'll put it down and they'll send it upstairs and rely on the all-powerful bunker to get it right. We know they don't necessarily do that. Instead, the ref's just gone, no, I saw a, I saw an obstruction. There's a penalty. And it was funny watching the reactions of the players because there's a lot of NRL players in the Tongan squad especially, and they're the ones that got pinged a few times. I'm like, this is how it should be. And there was even moments where there were sort of semi-crushes or it was maybe a little bit of a high tackle, and a few of the NRL players that we've seen in the NRL stay down for the penalty it's like something clicked in the back of their head. They'd stay down for half a second and they went, oh, hang on. The bunker's not like the bunker back home. I better get up and play the ball. It's fantastic, Cocksmith. And that's that's permeating through the whole of the football that we're seeing is that teams are just going, well, let's play some rugby league, which is what... All right, we're back. Uh, sounds like the bunker got into my stream and didn't like me uh, slagging it off, so they've uh, they cut me off mid um, complaint or enjoyment or whatever it was right there. No try, apparently. Yeah, hold up the play there. Yeah. Uh, they're supporting the on-field decision of. Uh, uh, mate, I, look, I, I agree with you in a way. When you think about it, we speaking of analysis, we analyse everything to the nth degree in rugby league now. There is no feel, and, and I know this sounds old, but there's no feel for the for the game anymore by the refs because, like you say, they're, they're almost like robots in that they'll stand there and they'll wait 
and then say, okay, let's look at that in slow motion. I don't know that that's turning it into a really good spectacle for TV. I mean, you know, you can slow anything down to, you know, milliseconds and stuff like that. But it is nice that these referees, uh, for the most part, are really having a go at making decisions in real time. Um, and as long as, the, as long as the broadcast partner gets on board and doesn't keep going back and going over and over and over. And they're not, they're not Cocksmith. The commentary has been a breath of fresh air. Mm. And I'll get to Bossy in a sec because I think he's been outstanding. And the simple mm. fact is he's free of the Fox formula. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. I, 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 when a broadcast partner is on board and doesn't keep pinpointing mistakes that officials make, and I think it's okay to talk about them, but when you keep replaying them over and over again and making the officials look stupid, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. Players make mistakes every game. They drop mm. balls. They kick them out on the full. They do all sorts of things. Um, these referees need to be given a little bit more freedom, I think, the ones that we've got, the NRL ones. Um, and as long as they're, they're getting a feel for the game, they'll get better and better. Um, they'll let There's some a, things slide, yeah. but but they'll also pick up some things in real time. There's a bunch over there right now, and I think they're going to benefit from uh, this non-intrusive style of rugby league. Uh I wanted to talk about the games. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through the results because this is a wrap, so I guess theoretically you don't know the results. <laughs> I love that idea. Uh, six to six, Samala get absolutely belted in the opener. We'll come to that game again because uh, who's your daddy, Jerome? Uh, Australia 42 to eight over Fiji. Italy beat Scotland 28 to four in the first of the upsets. Uh, Ireland led by Luke Keary smashed Jamaica 48 to two. New Zealand led by Joey Manu. How good is he? Beat a very spirited Lebanon. 34 to 12. France beat Greece 34 to 12 in a performance that, if you haven't seen it, people, France aren't terrible. They are actually, they play good rugby league. And Greece had some players there that, that could have worried them. And France did a number on 34 to 12. And then this morning, 24 to 18, uh, Tonga over PNG. I hate to go all Matt Thompson on you, Cocksmith, but oh, it's the greatest World Cup opener I've ever seen. Oh, it's just the greatest game I think of all time. Oh. Oh, what a test match. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a Thompson-free week. <laughs> uh, look, I, I don't know if it's the greatest rugby league I've seen, but it's definitely entertaining oh, so um, and definitely easy to watch. Yes. And and I'll definitely be watching more, which is what you want out of your, out of your fans, spectators, viewers, whatever you want to call us. Um, I Surprisingly, I, I'm surprised as well about how good France were. I'm also pretty surprised about how good Lebanon were or maybe how not good the Kiwis were. No, my view on uh, that I don't is know, that you, they didn't yeah, have Which way to, do you go? They didn't, no, New Zealand didn't have to get out of a canter. To be fair to them, they didn't have to really do much to, to get the win. And the scoreline never really blew out to an extent. You may have thought New Zealand could have been putting on them, but they were never really threatened, I didn't think. And Lebanon had a crack. You said it before. Mitch Moses had a had a real dig. That's that's the Mitch Moses I want to see every week from Parramatta. Well, he wasn't he wasn't the only one that had a crack, mate. Uh-huh. He he was he okay. was um he and his and his countrymen uh, were really having a go. I, I, mate, I I don't know how many I don't know how many scouts are over there at the moment, um, but I think there could be worse places you could be to find some football talent. Um, because there's some legit players that yep. from overseas that could play, uh, you know, or could be shaped into NRL players. Well, we sure. saw that this morning. Edwin Ipape, the hooker for the PNG. He's playing for Leeds mm. Insurance. I didn't know this. 
he's on that team mm. of uh, Ferguson and Co. All the the expats, and yeah. he carved up this morning. and And the thing I love about PNG, and I've loved it since the early nineties. I remember watching them get trampled by Australia. But the one thing that PNG do better than anybody in world rugby league, do you know what that is? No. They hit people harder in every tackle than any other team. They <laughs> smash them. There is going to be some very sore Tongan boys. Some uh, ribs. This some morning flat up ribs. Because they got belted and they had a forward pack. Can I just read you the forward pack for Tonga? This is the team that they put out in the park. They had Fanua Blake, Coloma Tungi at hooker because Havili was injured. Tavita Tatola, Felice Kafusi, Ola Kawatu, and Taukiaho was the starting pack. The bench, mm. as Vossi said, three Origin players. Talakai, Fodawaka, and Dave Fafita. Sonny mm. Luke was the, the utility interchange. That's incredibly... That's a lot of quality right there. And the thing I want to say mm. about Tonga, honestly, apart from a couple of them, but most of them looked really, really fit, which is a stark difference to what we saw from Samoa mm. in the other game. They did not look fit. And I don't know, maybe the coaching staff. Christian Wolf's the guy taken over at Redcliffe, remember, for Uncle Benny after a year. Maybe he's turned around to his players and said, you know what, boys, if you really give this a crack, talent's not going to get us to the semifinals. But if we're fit yeah. and we can stay in game, because that's why they won this match. If you look at the try that decides the game, it's Tonga stays alive. They just keep mm. the ball alive, keep moving around, and they, they get a try and win the game in the last couple of minutes after just a, a you know a really quality game of footy. I love PNG's physicality. I love the fact that they've got a few players that just have an absolute... They just love getting into the contest. Mm. They just got beaten in the end by a team that just had enough. And I, that's why I was ooing and ahhing between Tonga and Samara in the last pod was, who have I got going through to the final? I'm not declaring Tonga are there by any stretch because I don't think they use their back line at all well in this game. But... That forward pack is quality if they can get Havili fit. I know. I know. Look, talking about Christian Wolf, it's not controversial enough for me. Let's go back to Matt Parrish with Samoa <laughs> because the knives have been out for Parrish, and I don't think it's from Ray Hadley's camp either. I think it's people are lining up to stick it into Parrish. And from what I understand, a few of the Samoan players a couple of years ago signed a petition saying they didn't want to play. Under a yeah, team, there was, something, there was something floating around back then. There's a bit of contra- con- controversy there, isn't there? Controversy. I mean, there's some, there's something where there's smoke, there's fire. We know that. Maybe we should leave that for the next uh, recruitment whispers. But <laughs> hats off to hats off to uh, to Tonga, mate. Being fit after uh, you know most of them are playing NRL this year. Being fit after a season is a pretty big effort um, to maintain that fitness. Um, and in other news, did you know that Sonny Luke is about 26 years old? Yeah, I knew he was so, old. He, he's, not, he's not no junior kid, mate. That's why I you, never when knew you that. said the other week that oh, Penrith are going to bring him through, I'm thinking he's, 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 not, a, he's not 20 years old. Mm. Yeah, I knew yeah. he was older. Uh, but, the, but on the, on the uh, PNG side, mate, um, do you know what a Kumal is? Do you know what a Kumal is? Oh, I thought it was just the, um, the nickname for him. Yeah, but what's, what is it? I mean, we know what a raider are is. You actually, we know what a are you about to tell me what it is? Or are you no, I have no idea. It? Is, is it a bird? The is bird. it a plane? It's the bird. The it's the bird on the um, the flag. What kind of bird is it? Can you describe it? Yeah, it's a uh, bird of paradise, also known as the Count Ragai's bird of paradise. It's a large bird in the bird of paradise family, Paradise of the Dei. 
It's widely distributed in the southern and northeastern parts of New Guinea, where its name is Kumul. I feel smarter now, mate. Thank you. It for is that. also known as Sender Awashi. Don't don't even try, mate. We you and Pacific names should oh, should I'm never trying, meet. people. <laughs> should never. Oh, the Pharmacilli. I've got that one right before. Stick to what you're good at, mate. Okay, oh. don't go near. I, I was the watching Pacific Tino in the game, and I'm just going. I just I'm trying. I, I there is something, and I can feel it in my tongue. As I get mm. to the the combination of the vowels at the end, and I just can't. I had problems just to give people backdrop here, and if my flatmate ever listens to it, he'll remember this one. But I could never say Yevgeny Kafelnikov. It was my it was my white whale. I could not get it out, and so they nicknamed me Yevgeny for like about five years because <laughs> uh, I just could not say his name. So it sometimes mm. it's just physically you can't put the the tongue in both spot. What about Tino's surname? Can you say that? I'm trying. You're not trying. Let's move on to our next segment. You've offended everyone. I have not. They know I'm trying. It's the effort is there. Uh, let's go to England uh, and Samoa in the opener. It's about a week ago now, but ten tries to one, Coxsmith. And the scariest part about this performance is that the uh, the fourth try. It was scored in the 66th minute, yep. and they lost 60 to 6, buddy. Yep. That's – that's in a tournament like you can't say someone's out because they actually can get to the next stage. It's still what's going to happen. They've got a couple of games coming up. But what's going through the, the Super Samoan team's minds right now? Because they would have entered this on a massive high. Good bulk of their players played for Penrith. We're going to go, they banded together, we're going to go, we're going to go win this World Cup, we're going to put our best foot forward, and they get absolutely crushed by England, who we, hands in our hearts and hands up in the air, we got them completely wrong, because we said they weren't even worth yeah. reviewing, previewing. Yep. Playing in the centres, he's been playing second row this year. Oh, Williams has made the move. Gets the support on the inside. Wellsby's over for the first try in this World Cup. Listen to the noise now. Newcastle finds its voice. England find a little bit of magic. Are you likely to play Tonga in the quarterfinals? Oh, oh, what a ball! Brilliant ball! Dominic's on his way. Cuts on the inside. This is spectacular. Absolutely spectacular. England are on a roll. First it was Wellesby. Now it's Young. A debut try. Get Radley. Radley spinning it left. Burgess. Burgess. To 58. This is amazing. What are you thinking right now? Because I'm going, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what the uh, Samoans might be thinking. They might be thinking that they should have followed Nathan to the uh, green and gold, mate, because, oh. because it doesn't look good for them. Like you say, uh, fourth try was scored in the 66th minute. Uh, and then in the space of Sorry, fourteen fifth try, minutes, fifth try, fifth try, fifth try. But still, then in the space of then in the space of uh, fourteen minutes, they had another five tries put yeah. on them. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for those guys, mate. I, I think 
they didn't look all that fit. They didn't look they like they were really digging in for each other, which is what they promised before they went there because they were going to do it for Samoa, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the likes of To'o and, and Luai and Tapao and these guys all wanted to play for, for Samoa. But something didn't compute because, uh, you know, England came down and, and, to coin a phrase, pulled their pants down uh, and embarrassed them, really. I mean, that's embarrassing for Samoa. It's not what they want. Uh, uh, and it's probably been a really, really good confidence boost to the Poms. Uh, so I don't know where, where – who does Samoa play next? Do you have the draw? Yes. So they're in the same group as, obviously, England, France, and Greece. And the next game up is England are playing France and uh, Samoa are playing Greece. So they have to win this game and they have to put a number on them. Because yeah, they have to. Yeah, here's the issue. Do. Here's the issue if you're, if you're Samoa. Is you've lost this game and you've lost it by 54 points. Okay? Not good. In the World Cup, in the pool games, there is no extra time, Cocksmith. There is no golden point. Mm. Mm. So it's conceivable that Samoa beat Greece and England beats France. But France are plus 22. Samoa are minus 54. Mm. A draw will not be good enough, potentially, for Samoa against France to make the quarterfinals. That's, uh, I'll tell you what, that will spell the end of... Uh, Parishes stay if they don't make the top two. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Have we even said they've beaten uh, Greece yet? No, they'll beat Greece. Yeah. They'll beat Greece. Greece is the word, my friend. They will beat Greece, and uh, and I'd say that they, like you said, they'll have to put a number on them. Um, France will get beaten by the Poms. That's who they're playing, right? That's yes. who they're playing, but I, I, I like France. And then you just like their jersey. I like the Poms You as well. liked their jerseys. Come on, mate. Uh, the Poms will beat France. Mm. And so they'll lose a little bit of their, their deficit or a bit of their, sorry, the, so. their points but build up. But, but you're right, gonna, mate. It's 70-odd it's, it's points at the moment, the difference. I know. I know <laughs> it is. So so let's pretend that we know what we're talking about and the Poms <laughs> beat, <laughs> beat France by 16. Yeah. Right? Uh, France will go back to uh, plus, plus eight. Six. Yeah, plus six. Plus six, sorry. And for the Samoans to get to plus six, how much are they going to beat? They're cactus. They're just how much have they got to beat them by? They're going to win by 60. <laughs> they're not beating Greece by 60. I don't know. I don't know. But all I know is, is that we very much could be talking about Matt Parrish in the recruitment whispers. Mm-hmm. Uh Come next episode or two, Jerome Luai. Just you invite. You know that old saying that Gus loves. You hit the ball bounce. You invite disappointment into your life. If you can't, yeah. keep telling people that you know you're not arrogant. You're their you're daddy. Just, you're just their daddy. <laughs> well, you invite disappointment into your life because you just like we like you, Jerome, but we just don't like other things that you do. I, as you do I, I'm just like I. Oh. I do like Jerome. I even yeah. like the way he plays. I like you know, and I like that he's a little bit cocky, but. The problem is, the big problem is, and it's always been the same, if you talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. Yeah. And if your team just gets pounded by the Poms, who we wouldn't even do, a, do an intro or a, or a review of, <laughs> you look, you're cactus, mate. You look like dog doo-doo. Yep. Don't do that. Just keep your mouth shut yep. and play football. Please until you get until you get Nathan back next year. Anyway, there was there was a moment in that I'm not sure which try it was, but Luai was at marker and 
uh, England went down the short side and scored. Seen the replay. This is the thing that about Luai that I don't like is that he's got that little bit of, you know, not dirty's not the right word. It's it's he likes to pull off the stuff that you kind of don't really see in the middle of a highlight. It's off the ball a little bit. He'll niggle here and he'll do a little bit of something here and and he he was at marker and he took the dummy half out instead of stopping the dummy half and then trying to backtrack his cover defense on a short side. He lifted the bloke up and tried to bash him on the ground. And you look mm. at the replay, and if he just harassed the dummy half and then moved off and tried to shut down the numbers, he may have made a difference. But because he tried to do the big hit and you know the big WWE slam, there was a massive amount of space behind the ruck, and they went through there and slipped over and basically untouched. Just little things, Jeremy. Just little things. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. Just just take that little bit of crap out of your game, and. Better things may happen. Indeed. Uh, the England team, just really good. Now now back it up. And you've got France, which will be a really good test because France did a number on Greece where they just pounded the middle of the field and they wore out the Greece pack in about 10 minutes. And after that, it was pretty much all over. The thing about Greece, I will say, is that they played some pretty enterprising football in the last 15 minutes. And my thing is, you're entering a World Cup for the first time. You ain't going to win games by trying to grind teams. Sorry, you're just not. Mm-hmm. Have a crack. Play some footy. What's yeah, the worst that, that can last happen? Try, the last try was a good one. Yeah. I like that. Last I loved try. it. Uh, okay, so that's that group. So England way out in front. France on one win as well. Greece and Samoa winless. You can't complain. We want Fiji. And on that, oh dear, Joshua O'Connor! They've released him into space, he's got support from Munster! He may not need him! Joshua O'Connor hits the afterburners for Australia! What a length of the field reply that is! And Joshua O'Connor rips his way through the Fiji cover! Australia, we haven't even got to, and people will never be able to uh, complain of us being an Australian-centric show, but we're really good, Cocksmith, and we're about to change our team, like 80% of our team, for the next game against... To an even better batch. To an even better batch. Uh, Very quickly, what were your thoughts on Australia's performance against BJ? Uh, Yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty workmanlike, mate. You know, there was... uh, People are going to not believe me, but I I, I genuinely... Don't think DC had a great game. Um, yep. I think he looked clunky. I think he looked like a 33-year-old um, playing test football. Uh, Father time is starting to catch up with, with DC a little bit, I think, in certain areas. And um, I think this year might have been a good year for him to have an off-season. Mm. You know, when you get a bit older, you need those breaks, you know. But fair play to him. He's... He has been, you know, he's he's been a very very good representative player for a long time, and um, he is the incumbent halfback. And and you know, I, I guess he's probably hoping that Nathan has a bit of a clunky game this week as well. So, uh, but overall, I, I think the team played really well. Uh, I like I liked uh, what Harry Grant did. I think Harry yep. Grant had a had a really good game. I think he's starting to, you know, kind of, you know metamorphose himself into a senior player uh, and he's 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 coming along really well. Um, Tino was outstanding Munster, in the first 20 minutes. Tino yeah, was really Tino, Tino was very good, even though next year he's playing for Samoa. 
Um, <laughs> and and I believe that Munster was really good as well. Um, yeah, Latrell was, was good. Latrell was good. Josh and, 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 and what Josh, Josh Adekar Adekar does. What do you, what do you, what's your take on – there's been a little bit of um, chatter this week on the socials about um, Brad Fittler leaving Addo out of um, – Addo Carr out of the state of origin team. What's if your take anybody has watched those two games we lost in origin, if you're honestly telling me that if Addo Carr plays, we win the series, you're on drugs. You're on what drugs. What kind of drugs? What, opiates or – I don't know. Downers? Whatever you want. Uppers? In between us, which, it's, he, he wouldn't drugs? have been the difference in the in the series. I'm sorry, he wouldn't have been. Mm. The difference in the series is, and I'm not bashing here, but if Nathan Cleary plays to a higher level in that series, we win that series. He does. Mm. I, I'm I'm not going to put it all at his feet. I, I definitely lay a, a bit of percentage of blame on him. And I know we're not talking about that right mm. now, but I, I think the I think the forwards folded a little bit yep. um, when they shouldn't have in, in certain areas. But uh, that aside, I, I agree with you. I don't think Adokar would have made a a um, you know an ounce of difference. I wanted to say something else, but I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> I don't think he would have made an ounce of difference. And uh, I I'm not saying that everyone out there is a drug addict like you just did. You labelled them. <laughs> um, but I, I do agree that if you think that Adokar would have made a difference, you probably own an ice pot. So I'm going to say that. Yeah. From the freezer is what you mean, don't you? Uh, Italy beat uh, Scotland. And the interesting part about what we're saying in regards to the for and against, Fiji minus 34, Italy plus 24. Mm. I don't expect Fiji to have any problems beating Italy or mm. Scotland, but they're not yeah. as strong this tournament. Fiji is what they were. I'm just, I'm just heralding here. They gave Australia their best crack the other night. Yep. And they came up short and got done by 34 points. That yep. minus 34 could be telling at the end of the day. New Zealand seem to have clicked into another gear now. This is the sort of play they got going in the first half. And Aliera's pulled them up. Chip over the top. It's Manu again. He's got the ball back again. What a play! Joseph Manu! Forget Ronaldo and Minnick United, is he? Joey Manu's putting on the best show in the UK today. He's the best footballer here right now. What have we just seen? Group C, New Zealand, Joey Manu, how good is he? He's just a joy. He's a little bit of a hog though, Cocksmith. I'm going to say it. He really is. He he loves stepping back off the foot and ignoring his guys on his outside. A little bit too much for my liking, as great as he is. Well, that's why number one suits him better than number six, I think. Um, uh, you know, he can have, most number ones are hogs. Teddy does the same thing, to be fair. Teddy does the same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's Teddy just, does the same thing. Just, Billy Slater used to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, the number ones are the biggest hogs in the team. Mm-hmm. If you've got a if you've got a junior football team that you're coaching, you've got a kid that's real good but a real hog, stick him at number one. Yeah. Then he'll get away with it. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Manu's a hog. Uh, what's, happened to, what's happened to Jerome Hughes? He had Where's a Jerome? I think it, they said thigh or – so it could be that quad problem that he had at the end of the year, potentially. Right. Um, needs to be back for him, though. I know I pushed the Kieran Foran case. I'm not pushing it anymore. He looked a little bit slow the other night, uh, to be fair. And Dylan Brown <laughs> stays at... Hold on. What, what did I say? What uh, did I say? Didn't listen to the show again. I don't, <laughs> I don't listen to the show. Do it live, yeah, okay. off the cuff. 
Uh, but New Zealand, very good. Their forward pack, very handy. And they just did what they had to do to beat a Lebanon team, as we said, that, that really had a crack. And we asked this yeah. question. It didn't come up on the recruitment earlier, but you did float the idea that, you know, if you're looking at talent scouts uh, of any clubs, looking at players, we I did send you the message. Is Josh Mansour going to be able to turn the next two matches he plays for Lebanon into a um, NRL contract for next year, or is it over for young Joshy or old Joshy? You know how I mentioned Ice Pipe before? Oh, Mate, no, who's going to sign Josh? I, I, Josh was a great player. He played Origin. He, he he did lots of really great things. And and I'm so glad to see him running around at, at the World Cup having yeah. a go. But, it, I mean, maybe Hook Griffin will sign him. Maybe maybe he will. Maybe there will uh, be a parting, another parting gift for, for the administrators to work out later on. No, no I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's going to turn it into an NRL contract, mate. Would you like him at the Raiders? If he was on, well, we tried to sign him a number of years ago. Ricky, give him a call. No, but would would you back. like him now? Would you like him to be maybe taking up 150, 200 grand of your salary cap? Ah, oh, not that much. Come on, for match payments. You can't something. sign him for less than 100 grand. I'm just saying. I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. There you go. I wouldn't hate it. Okay. Right, uh, Ireland, Luke Keary, when he gets a chance to play touch footy, wow, he's a gun, and that's what he did in the game against Jamaica. Uh, so the big match in this group will be Ireland and Lebanon uh, for that second spot because New Zealand will run the table there. And then we talked about before that Tonga are now at the top of uh, Group D with Papua New Guinea nipping at their heels. We have Cook Islands and Wales to play overnight after we record this podcast. Anything else that's come to your mind as, as we think about uh, the fact that Week 2 will come in, we'll have the similar situation where all the games we played pretty much, uh, I think it's two games over the weekend and then every other day. Do you like the format? Mm. Uh, we're, we're having to watch the games in the morning during the week here, which I don't mind. I just got to keep remembering to wake up in time for the first half because I've had to watch mm. the last couple of games. Like, I've been half an hour behind. So I've had to turn off all my notifications off the phone so that no one doesn't, um, you know. Yeah, spoil it. Spoil it for uh, me. Well, well, look, the truth be known, I haven't watched a game live yet. I, I generally wait a couple of hours and re-watch it. Fox just keep playing it all, all day. So, <laughs> oh, that, mate, the... the the scheduling team over there, gee whiz, they've got the easiest job alive. I can't understand <laughs> what they're doing over there. They've got a 24-hour lead channel, and it's the same thing every two seconds. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, you've you've got a you've got an audience that is probably still in footy mode, and you're not feeding them. Someone explain mm. this to me. It's crazy. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, are they are they doing their are they doing their um, panel show from Australia? They are, aren't they? I couldn't tell you. But Brandy's not over there, is he? Brandy's not over there. No, he isn't because Vossi, and this is probably the last point of the whole pod, uh, Vossi's doing the contrary over there when they do their, their radio show. I think I saw a tweet saying that uh, Brandy will be okay. in Sydney and, and Vossi will be overseas. Right. Um, yeah. Should so, we finish so up on... Bra- sorry, go. So, sorry, Brandy and Yvonne and... Did they do a show? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, they're, they're, um, they're in Australia. I'd say so. Yeah. That could be the only bit of unique content they've they've produced. Uh, yeah. Let's bring it home with the fact that Vossi sands the uh, confines or the constrictions of the Fox formula is back to the Vossi that I really enjoy. He has been great to listen to. He had Robbie Paul uh, in the first game he did, which I think was the New Zealand Lebanon game, and then last uh, this morning he did the game with James Graham, the PNG Tonga game. The dude's just got it when he's not yeah. having to to hype train it. Uh, and uh, set the narrative, which is what Fox love. 
Mm. He just has it. He he does what he has to do, and when mm-hmm. it's time for the co-commentator to speak, he lets them speak, and he works off what they say. It's not a case of we must make this point that we made at the start of the show, and we must keep making it and making it and making it. And hats off to you, Vossi. You're doing a great job. Look, <clears throat> Vossi, Vossi's been around the traps a long time. You know, he, 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 knows, he knows how to make a manoeuvre. And I wouldn't be surprised if he sees the soft underbelly at Channel 9, mm. his former home. And he may be making a move on Matt Thompson's ground. He may see that Channel 9 is struggling a little bit for a lead commentator. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Uh, I agree. And I'll tell you what, if Vossi took took what he's been doing right now into Channel 9, I don't think they could say no. Great. I don't think they should, they, they're looking for a Ray Warren substitute and they haven't found him yet. He's so, been under their nose since the time that he came in. Maybe. It was the first time that Vossi started doing games. Maybe in the recruitment whispers in the next coming weeks, we may have a little bit of uh, – News on uh, one Andrew Ronald Voss. Right. That's his middle name. I'll be very impressed. The final thing I want to talk about as we wrap it up, we've got about uh, 10 minutes left on the Zoom. And I only spent a couple of minutes on this, but there's a point I made on Twitter, not the one about the jersey that you didn't like, but Pacific Test, Cocksmith. Here we are talking about how great uh, Test matches are in the World Cup and the kind of football we're watching. And uh, PBL made a new deal with the TV Doyens, his masters, <laughs> and yeah. we got rid of Pacific Tests. Yep. Yeah, I we did. I know we've we've covered this off, but what, what really hit me was that apparently it's okay for clubs to let players play Origin, but we can't let them play one Pacific Test a year, can we? How, how dare we? <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Still cracking up. What happened? You may have to edit this out, mate. Sorry. I'm still cracking up about Andrew, Andrew Roland Moss. <laughs> Has he got a five-year plan? Five-year plan to take back the commentary box? Uh, anyway. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Hang can't on. be wrong. Andrew Voss. Little name. Hang on. Andrew Voss, Andrew Voss. Oh, hang on. Don't tell me. Don't tell me he doesn't have – he has no middle name. He's yeah, one of so those. He it. He changed it from Ronald to nothing. Um, <clears throat> Pacific Tests, mate. Pacific Tests over the last few years have been much maligned, I think, you know, because we haven't uh, – forget COVID. Let's go back. I, I remember a couple of years ago going to a Tonga-Samoa game at yeah. Campbelltown that had the probably, probably had some of the best vibe of a game, like a great atmosphere and – Apart from a few larrikins running onto the field, which is, you know, just silly. But it was, you know, really good test matches with, with big Sam Cassano playing, you know, for, for Samoa, I believe. Yep. Um, you know, and and ironically enough, that great Roosters player, Sam Mower, playing for Tonga. Mm-hmm. Um, how can he be called Samoa, but you play for Tonga? It is. Anyway, I don't think his middle name was Jackson. Last five minutes from Coxman. I don't think his middle name was Ronald. Anyway, um, he's Victor. Look, Victor was his middle name. Mate. Sam Victor Moa. <laughs> it's a good one. 
I like it. Um, (laughs) I'll send him off again, everybody. Uh. (laughs) It doesn't take much. Anyway, (laughs) I I agree, mate. We need more Pacific tests. We need – I've said this for a long time, all right, and I'm going to stick with it. We need to see Pacific tests during origin periods. During that, if they must – if we must have six weeks to play three games of origin – we need Pacific tests as well. We need women's tests. We need a representative window in the middle of the year to get everybody's representative want and desire scratched, you know, that little itch it's scratched. It refreshes the season as well. I agree. It, it really does. This is what, what we're experiencing. This is why I made the point at the start of the pod and why we're finishing it with it, is that this is a breath of fresh air. And for us to have just slammed the door on the Pacific tests again is yep. classic PBL. The game. You needs... hate that. You hate PVL, don't you? He. he, he... No, come on. No, I don't hate him. He. You despise him. No, no. He is. He is perpetually disappointing. He okay. really is, and mm. I. I just go with all this power and all this willingness to do things, which we talked about before. He's a doer. Mm. I just struggle to think of of a, of how he can be sitting there going, as he watches this World Cup, and I'm sure he's watching some of it. And goes, yeah, we don't need any more of this. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, look, it, I, yeah, I agree, mate. I agree, and it's and it's very short sighted as well uh, for the growth of the game. And I'm not just, you know, I know that that's a that's a phrase that people like to coin when they're trying to be statesmen of the game or when they're trying to sound like they're thinking about the future of the game. But it's true, you know, having having the Pacific Island nations and players be able to play for their country is something very special. Yeah. Um, but no more special, I would say, than the Greek players playing for Greece and the French players playing for France and the Jamaicans even playing yeah. for Jamaica. 100%. So, you know, I, for the longest time, I, I thought to myself and probably, you know, quite naively thought that the future of the game was state of origin. But the the more that I stand back and look at it and see what's going on, with this World Cup, yeah. the more I believe that uh, that state of origin actually could be the death of rugby league, um, because as much as I enjoy origin, and you know I do, I I want to start picking my team for New South Wales next week. And I want to <laughs> chat with you about that in recruitment <laughs> whispers. But uh, origin, I'm edition. very, I'm very, <laughs> hey, got something there. Uh, I'm very passionate about that, but I'm, <laughs> I also wouldn't. Lo- I'm passionate about rugby league, and and I'd hate to see the game. Um, go through a, a decline in popularity because we can't see past the end of our noses and give, um, you know, probably 50% of the players and 50% of the fans what they want, which is more Pacific and, and more international test matches, more international and you know games. What, and, and the reason this is happening is because the Pacific tests don't rate, okay? They don't mm-hmm. rate compared to an NRL game on the same time. That's the whole reason yep. that we've scrapped it. We've got yep. to have NRL every weekend for the TV money. networks to be happy. Money, so, money, 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 money. Test. money. Bye, 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 bye. Anyway, mm. that's World Cup. Week one wrap, Cocksmith. Good wrap. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed mm. – um, what was his name again? Andrew Ronald Voss. <laughs> he could be at Channel 9, mate. He could uh, be at Channel 9. If I only. Know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, good. if Matty Thompson Pasoltis, listens I like, to this, I like I like Peter Pasoltis. I think he's actually. I don't mind him either, but he's a, he's but a he, good he, number two. Unfortunately for Peter Pasoltis, 
his name is hard to say, so people will just people will gravitate away from him. I know that sounds very xenophobic, but it will happen. Um, uh, but I think I honestly think that Andrew Voss has. Should we start a game? Should we start the rumor? I I think we did, and I think he I think he's now well, his middle name is Ronald. <laughs> that and that he is working towards an, a re-entry at Channel yeah. Nine. And if Matt Thompson hears this, he'll he'll be curled up in the corner in a fetal position because I think he knows how good Voss he is. No, no. And just I quietly, you know who isn't at Channel Nine anymore, and the whole reason that Vossie left in the first place. Not Ray Warren. Raymond Ronald Hadley. Correct. See ya. They, Take us out, Cox. We'll speak to you guys <laughs> next time. That's Rob Cox. I'm Warren Nielsen. We're running out of Zoom time. That's why I'm wrapping it up. Uh, <laughs> we'll speak to you next time on another Recruit Whisperers or World Cup wrap. Thank you, Scott Smith. Talk to you soon, mate. Perhaps, sir. Ronald! Not the footy show. Show? And front on the first oh! contact was good from Albert. Katoa's in position for the field goal shot. Luke throws Dubby, goes left, 12 metres out. Kafusi's knocked the ball down. Tokiaho then, they've made an absolute mess of this, the Toggins. They scramble an egg on Totally Wicked Stadium there. And then they get out of it with Kola and kept it alive for Katoa. It was Penasini with a pass. Then over his head, Tokiaho's got the ball. He's kicked to the end goal. And they have fallen out a try out of I think you know where. I don't know what to make of that. 73 passes. 44 of them hit the ground. And Tonga have come up with a try. Yeah, Bossy, there's a bit of argy-bargy and back play happening here. Nothing too serious, I believe, but I've been on the end of one of those last play, shift, run, 50 kicks, 50 passes. Man, it, it had everything. It was supposed to go to a field goal. Who knows what Luke was thinking? But take nothing away. That's the, that's the ability of this Tongan team to keep the ball alive. Show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.